0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys podcast.
1: Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's oh, Hill. Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out, he's oh, got great no. speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays bounds. Can you
0: believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it, but the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliot! Elliot! For the touchdown! No flags! Cowboys lead! Yes, Bryant out of the witness protection program and it. trying for the end zone! How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas! Now your hosts, Jono, Steve O, and Rodney. What do the Cowboys? cowboy nation how the hell are you and we got a big weekend my friends we got cowboy playoff and i'll tell you what it's a great call to have my friend here he was one of the podcast guys here with me we we did we did this together hey rich welcome back brother
1: John, great to be here, as always, and thank you so very much. Good to see your smiling face. Dude, and- I couldn't pass you up. You're, you, you have
0: your cowboy tire on. You're walking the hallway. I said, God damn it. Was- we got to get this guy back on the show here. And Big I'm-
1: goosebumps here. Oh, shit. Playoff weekend. NFC East champs,
0: baby. NFC East champs, and I'll tell you what. That uh, sound great to uh, say it, that. I, it does, but we've won that three out of the last five years, and uh We've just been knocking on the door, and we've had the door closed. But now I feel that instead of us running off to Seattle that we've done in the past, now they're coming to our house, and that plays a big role because it's very loud in Seattle. It got it got out. It just got to be where it was really difficult to play there and win there. And when, and you're part of a whole motivational show, and I know that it plays on the back of your mind when you don't have that confidence, that boost. That, you know, you feel that you haven't done good there in the past. Sure. And now you're
1: at your house. In your house, baby. Your house. Your house is a whole different ballgame. Well, I think John, what led into a lot of this, uh, the excitement of becoming NFC East champs, it, midway through the season, you know, the hopes of even making the playoffs were kind of dim. And then uh, well, Jerry Jones well, had that I, chat with Garrett. Go ahead. Can I stop you on that? Remember, we were three and five. Yes, I know. Three and five. And uh, Jerry Jones had that uh, chat with Garrett and saying, pretty much, we don't know what it was said, but pretty much, look, man, you either get it together or this is over. And who'd they play the next week? The Saints. They went into their major underdogs, and they cleaned up the Saints. The Saints had, what, two losses on the year? And we were one of those. You know, we created one of those losses. And then we ripped off five straight wins in a row. Then we had a little setback. We lost the game. But I was okay with that loss, as much as I hate for the Cowboys to lose, because lose there to learn, hey, you know, we are vulnerable here. They brought it back. And then the best thing, I think, going into week 16 or 17, I guess, in the NFL season there, without having to win to get in. but yet, Very good call. But yet we still gave it all we've got. And I know we're going to touch on it in the show a little bit. Cole Beasley, that – freaking catch that he made and it's a game that you know it doesn't matter if you win or lose but they were determined to build that momentum going into the playoffs Um, we're going to carry this win in and we're going to create that excitement and for Cole Beasley that route he ran he was lined up in the right slot ran down like a post pattern and cut across dead run and you know he's not a big guy so he's got smaller hands and uh, you know the official initially called it you know he was out of bounds and they reviewed it he got that knee down think about that no. And Dak Prescott rose to the occasion. That's what I was going to say. I rather see Dak
0: going into that after that game, and you know how much boost he's got after
1: that game. Mm-hmm. I mean. This Do kid you see the post plays. Game? Do you see the post game? No, talk to me. Oh, my God. She was jumping up and down and excited like you know, a little kid, You know, just bringing back that childhood energy in a game that really didn't matter. They didn't need to win to get in. And how many years in the past have we needed that win to get in and we've been destroyed? Right. But to go in there playing loose, but yet excitement. And he said, we are building momentum in this game to carry over, and they did. They fought. They battled. And the Giants would like nothing better than to close out their season by whipping On a win, us. On the win,
0: yeah. Uh, my point, too, is last year, if you remember, that Atlanta Falcon game where he was sacked like seven, eight, nine times. I don't know. I mean, he he was just I, torn I apart. was six
1: or seven sacks, but he was knocked down 15, 18 yeah. times.
0: My point is, after that game, though, he was never the same that year. I mean, he – he lost his mojo. He uh, that self confidence that we we try to keep inside of us, and uh, he played a little bit of a fear game. This giant game, he got he got rushed. He got moved out of the pocket. He did everything that he was supposed to do, and he made it work. He made it possible. The last two games, you beaten the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, how sweet was that? I'm getting goosebumps. Single. You beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you turn around and you, uh, you beat the Giants. These are two foes that, you know, one of them you could always say in the past that they might have beaten us. But you know what? We came through and Dak is moving
1: on to the playoffs on a high end. Oh, absolutely. When you, you then kind of back to the point we were talking about having to win to get in and how many years have we done that? We played the Eagles or the Giants and we would get annihilated. And we're like, oh, how, many, how deflating that would be. So this was kind of one of getting those monkeys off your back, so to speak. But, Dak, you're exactly right. After that uh, Atlanta game, there was something. He was playing in a fearful mode, playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. He was kind of fearful. His self-confidence was totally shot. We're here, you know, throughout the season. After that talk with Garrett, man, they came alive, and he was playing fearless. Yeah. but yeah, And not making mistakes, which, and which on, is maturity. And on that note, too where you
0: feel, where you felt all that pain, where you felt all that uh, self, uh, I, I, I want to say all that uh, negativity that you left out on the field at Atlanta, you redeemed yourself this year by playing Atlanta and you're beating Atlanta. You beat Atlanta. This was the same team that abused you, personally abused you, yeah. and then you turn around and get redemption. Sure. Well, so if,
1: that's a big thing. I mean, that's a big monkey off your back. Absolutely, and, and John, you know from being a football player, and how many quarterbacks did you abuse in your day, right? Well, you know, I tried, but
0: that, think, we don't even get away with that crap nowadays. No, but we no, did. no.
1: But, but you're exactly right. Uh, that, that was that was the love of the '80s, right? Right. You think about the, all the abuse that Roger Starbuck took, and uh, even though he's a he's a foe there, Terry Bradshaw, those guys took a beating. But folks listening at home, John administered a lot of those beatings in his playing day as well. Oh, stop so, it! So, stop. but but my point of bringing that up is not to inflate you any anymore than you I needed. just did yeah playing a hell lot of me but it is you know going into those games the quarterback is the marked man now that's who you know it, it, anytime any time the uh advertisers the media they build up a game that they'll say Dak Prescott and the Cowboys you know, they used to say Troy Aikman and the Cowboys, you know, uh, uh, Drew Brees and the Saints, you know, right. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Right. It's always the quarterback. So the quarterback is the one that takes the fall when you lose. He catches all the blame, but he's also the one that gets the accolades. So it's, right. it's a hard thing. But my point of uh, talking about the way you used to abuse quarterbacks, you know, going into a game against uh, East St. Louis or against uh, Edwardsville, whoever you're playing. The quarterback was the mark man, almost like you'd have a picture of that right. quarterback up, right. and that's who you're taking right. out because you know if you get in their head by roughing them up, they're going to be off their game, and right. they're they're the general on the field. Right. And you're right. right about Dak; When he got lit up in Atlanta. There, that was I mean that's a good point bringing that up. I'd kind of forgot about that. He he was he was scarred mentally. Right, he lost his confidence, right. and uh, now now he redemption this year. And I, I, I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about last week's game because it didn't. You know, it didn't mean anything in the playoff standings, but yet they it meant something to them, and yeah. that's going to carry so much weight and momentum no, going into this you're week. you're
0: definitely right. You're definitely right. I think uh, playing against Seattle, I think this is a – I don't care what they, they got them as a as wild-card team, but to me Seattle always presents itself in a championship manner, and uh, I really think Wilson is – that type of caliber, he is a Super Bowl champion type of a uh, uh, quarterback. To where we have to contain him, we have to, we have to do everything to keep our ends. They can't get too overexcited and burst inside. And this guy will take it to the outside. He'll bootleg it, and he'll find someone. If he doesn't find someone, you can bet your ass it's going to be a 15- to 17-yard gain and he's just going to walk out, out, off the field there on the sideline and pick up all that yardage. This guy knows how to move the ball. And you know what? Against, I hope it was a learning point for us that week that we lost to the Colts uh, because uh, their QB just did that to us, exactly what Russell Wilson likes to do here. And uh, I think that we have to contain. I think that's our big factor against Seattle. W- would you say Russell Wilson is the man that's uh, carrying
1: Seattle? Oh, 100%. And, and as you alluded to, he knows how to win. He knows how to win and he knows what to do to get it done. He's a competitor. He's a fighter. He's a battler. And he's, he's a seasoned quarterback now and yeah. he's a very very intelligent quarterback like you just said there he's going to bootleg out he's going to create the he's going to keep the play alive he's going to look for the deep threat if it's not there he'll check it out underneath and if that's not there he's going to run for 10 12 15 yards and,
0: and it's the same thing that Andrew Luck was doing to us yes, like it was. three games back to where he if he didn't see anything the, he got out of that pocket and he made 15 to 20 yards yeah. on a run it was a uh, a very sophisticated mythology. What's that wor- word I'm looking for? Uh, methodical. The way he took off with that ball oh, was no. there's no one around. And I'm
1: like, we can't do that. We can't do that with this guy. No, well, and I think, you know, as much as we hate to lose, I am okay, especially now looking back, that loss against the Colts, because we're going to use that same game film against the Colts, what Andrew Luck did to, to kind of defend Russell Wilson. We're going to say, hey, You know, we got a little, I don't know if cocky was the right word, but things were moving along. We kind of looked past the Colts, and they handed it to us. We're not looking, just like, I know I keep saying it, but it meant so much not looking past the Giants. We're beating these guys because we're carrying this momentum forward. Same thing moving, hey, under luck, Russell Wilson, a lot of similarities there, both extremely intelligent quarterbacks and both seasoned quarterbacks that know how to win and uh, know how to get the job done. So there's going to be a challenge, but uh, I think, we're going to put a spy on on Russell Wilson. We're going to keep our ends contained. We're not going to get sucked in. I, I, I I'm really you know what, and I know we're going to talk about it in a bit, but my gosh, hats off to our defense. They have carried us, and this uh, I couldn't agree with, with you more. Leighton Vandrash, this kid has stepped up from you know is a practice squad guy. Because, you know, we obviously got Sean Lee. You're not going to replace him. But now you got him and Sean Lee in there in this Van Drash. He's like a uh, rejuvenated young Sean Lee. How the hell did our Cowboy management,
0: the Jones family, see this? What, a, Idaho or Utah? I don't even know I don't where. Know, I have no idea. Eight-man football. Yep. And that's where they, that's where they got him from. He, he's I mean, this is what the, the kid used to play. Yep. And uh, we made this kid our number one pick. And I, I was one of them. I was one of them. I said, "What the hell did we just do? <laughs> what the hell did we just do?" Yeah. And this kid's become like a Bob Brunick or D.D. Lewis, or and now we're get, now we're gonna have uh, our 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 other linebacker back, Sean Lee, when Sean Lee's uh, back too. Uh, so you know what? I I love it. I love having three of those back there and making the job happen. Let's go on back on the offensive side. How much has Amari Cooper been? To the Dallas Cowboys, man.
1: You know, I saw something um, well, recently, maybe in a week or two ago, and they were talking about midseason uh, from, I guess, the middle of the season on, the VIPs for the team. And they actually, it was one of the NFL Network, they were talking about it, and they, they talked about Amari Cooper, but they gave the nod to Jerry Jones for making it happen because they were talking about who's had the greatest impact. And I, I was really surprised because, of course, the media usually beats the heck out of Jerry Jones for everything. And, you know, and some, sometimes his questionable, you know, being the GM and trying to be in charge of everything. We've had our disputes on that as well. But he did it. He pulled the trigger. He went out and got it done. Now, as much, you know, Des Bryant kind of back and forth. We loved his, his, his willingness to give it all he's got, but yet sometimes his antics on the sideline were detrimental to the team. They let him go. They let him walk. And then, of course, you know, he, I forgot who got picked up, but he tore his uh, Achilles in a practice. So, so, But anyway, Jerry Jones sacrificed the first-round pick, went out and grabbed Amari Cooper, and he has set the tone. He has done everything we kind of hoped Des Bryant would do. Now, Des Bryant gave us all he's had. I don't want to beat up on him. But the fact that Jerry Jones went out and made it happen, fantastic. And then Amari Cooper saying, look, I'm playing for a team. I appreciate what you did for me. You showed me the respect of giving up a first-round draft pick. I'm going to give you what I got, and it's been dy- uh, dynamic in so many different ways.
0: And, and to consider the kid's 24, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, everyone's saying you're giving up a number one. We're actually picking up a number one. Well, yeah, I agree. And with And for people to say, "Well, you gave up a number one," there's much more to it because uh, here we criticized, we criticized that whole thing. We we said. We could have got a second round. We, like Golden Tate went to Philadelphia right. for a second or third round. Why couldn't we have done the same? No, we didn't think he was going to go for second round, or we would have offered second and, round. And they
1: may have, and the, yeah. uh, the, and the Raiders oh, turned oh, it oh, down. Yeah, the Who Raiders uh, would have said,
0: you know what? No, we want the number one. You got the number one. And we feel we got the number one. Sure. Now, before the season started, here's, here, here's some Jerry moves here. We had the number one draft pick, the, a kid that we don't even know turned out to be a diamond we gave up a, a dan bailey who was captain of the uh our, our football team and uh we're like th- are you are get you, I- are you insane getting rid of mr automac now we got this uh what is his name mayor mauer <laughs> no and he kicked a 62 yard field goal The longest in Cowboy history, I
1: think. Yeah, yeah. And Dan Bailey has been struggling in Minnesota. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, now we look back and go, you're right about that. I know. Amari Cooper
1: deal, you're right about that. I know. I I mean. We second-guess this guy and. uh,
0: Yeah, every time we've guessed the Jones family's moves and we've gotten screwed. Now there's a whole thing going on to where. And I got to say, Rich, this is really irritating. I, I go to social uh, media for the Dallas Cowboys. I go to different sites and all that. They're like, if we lose, get, we'll get fired and uh, Chris Richard would take over. And and they're I don't know if they're wanting this to happen. I don't know what what the hell's going on with that. But these fans are actually saying this. And I'm like, dudes. I don't. I. I'm not a. I am not ai do not have a Chris Richard bumper sticker. I don't have a Chris <laughs> no, Richard on, you know you shirt. Do. <laughs> I don't have. I don't. I. I love my Dallas Cowboys, and uh, that's what I think. Some of our fans are very delusional, man. I don't know what the hell they're thinking, because we're not playing for Chris Richard. If he leaves, God bless him. He's done well for us, and I think the guys are DBs and all that have accustomed to that now, and it'll be a new threat for us to continue that. I want him to stay, but if he finds a head uh, coaching job, you know, happy. I'm happy for you. But I'm not going to think of getting rid of my coach right now uh, because we're looking for a loss. What the hell is wrong with you goddamn people?
1: And then and, and it's – unfortunately, you know, the, the – the what do you call them? Monday morning quarterbacks. Everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got their thoughts and everybody's got this and that. And inevitably it always comes down on the head coach. You know, he's the one responsible. But yet, man – and I know you you and I have disagreed and then agreed on, on, on Garrett. Sometimes we're thinking, man, uh, I know you called him Hoppy before or Hoppy uh, from uh, – um, uh, the, the, Richie Cunningham. Richie Cunningham, that's right. Yeah. And uh, – uh, but, man –
0: he, he and, has, and he's he changed has, too. He
1: has the whole team's he been changing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, taking a uh, uh, defensive back coach, and you know, he's getting the interviews because he's done a wonderful job. But man, that's a that's a whole big level stepping I, up to no, be a head no, coach. No, no, Rich, I really
0: think he could handle it. But that's not the topic we should be talking no. about. We got to talk about winning, winning, movie. winning, winning is what we should be talking about. Yeah. Don't think about uh, if he gets if we lose this game. We may get rich. rich
1: uh, That's almost writing the game off, you know. Oh, well, we lose, so we got to do this. No, no, no. Let's focus on carrying that energy that we've created right. in the last six, seven weeks of the season over to the playoffs and moving forward. It's not a matter of, well, if we lose, now is Garrett gone? Quit focusing on that right. crap, man. I don't want you in my foxhole. No.
0: I don't want people
1: like that <laughs> That's in my foxhole. good point. I don't want people like that in my foxhole. If the if sergeant dies, yeah. maybe
0: we'll have a white flag and surrender then. <laughs> And we'll have some guy that'll bargain for our lives. Forget that crap. That's a
1: great point. You hear that one, folks? Write that one down. I don't want that in my foxhole if a sergeant dies. That's, yeah, a, that's if, a good one. If,
0: the, if this crazy sergeant gets us killed or, you know. Get out of here. We're here to capture the other flag and that
1: should be the only goal in our mind right now. Playing to win. Yeah, we we
0: need to Not win. playing
1: for secondaries of what what, or, what or, if what if what or, if
0: or if uh, that's the only way we get to keep Chris Richard. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it let him find a job. I'm very happy for him. You know, people criticize. Uh, here's another one. Here's another one. Dez when uh he got rid of Dez we we're like how did you do that? Why did you do that? I mean, fifty-fifty on that one, Rich. I mean, oh, no, there were yeah. a lot of people that still supported Des and said, you know what, that could have not been the right way to send out a field general like that. Now you could bring him back. No one's wanting him. You could bring him back cheap. These guys know what they're doing up there. These guys know much more than me. And I, I I've said here, I've criticized, I've called Jerry's uh, entire Walton's Mountain a, 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 a name or two. But I'm telling you, it, I just think that they know what's going on, and I'm not—I'm not here to bash the Garrett's now. Uh, now it's not the time. No. We got everything going the right way. Uh, uh, Garrett's not throwing that uh, cloth out there every play now. <laughs> a he's a not point. clapping every every damn minute. I mean, he's we matured. are look uh, just like the whole team. He's only human. He's picked up a lot of stuff from the team as well. He knows what's clicking, and it, we're getting the job done. I, I just don't see stupidity like that. I, I just don't want to talk about us losing so we get to keep Keith Richard.
1: Well, and it's – I talk about it on my show all the time, about a seed, a seed of negativity. You know, Well, let's go to positivity. You plant your positive seed. we got a lot of positive energy going into this thing because what we've created over the past six, seven weeks – well, you don't plant that positive seed in a garden of weeds. You know, the weeds is going to suffocate that seed. Don't bring that in. Don't, don't even bring Bravo. that negative thought in there. No, not if we lose as Garrett gone. No, when we win, we're going to move on to the next week. And And, and, and for some reason, if that doesn't happen, then we can talk about it. But right now, as you just said... Is not the time to talk about it. Although the media loves creating that crap, and unfortunately, it's our
0: own sites. It's our own sites. That's what gets to me more. I know. I I don't mind the outside talking. I don't mind because I think that motivates me more when they say I can't win and I win. I don't mind that, but I don't want it in my house at my kitchen table when we're all sitting around and telling me dad you're a worthless bum and uh we need to find another person. <laughs> that's not that's not no. the
1: way it works. Uh it's unfortunately ego plays a big role in that. You've got the I told you so's and they would rather be right even though, you know, it goes against the cowboy nation and everything we're talking about rather than saying Oh, I can't say I told you so. No, come on. Who who you want? You want your ego, or do you want the boys to win? You want right. Cowboy Nation to win, or do you just want to stroke your own dog on ego? That's what right. it boils down to.
0: And, I, I, again, I was one of those masses, too, that took a shot at Dak early on, thinking, you know what, he's lost his mojo. After that Atlanta game well, last year, and he, he has did. never recovered. And, uh, you know, I just thought that uh, he's throwing those safe five six seven yard passes not stretching out the field well then they brought in uh they brought in uh, one of a Mar- mark colombo oh, for offensive Col- yeah, coach yeah, yeah. offensive line coach they brought him in there he got uh i mean More they did they exactly. did everything to cater to dak because they knew that this was our future sure so now now everything's catered to dak and it's working out they they Something about Dez and Dak didn't seem to hit the chemistry, so they had to get rid of Dez. Now they brought in Amari Cooper, and amazingly, Amari Cooper, even when he catches a ball, he just walks off the field. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? He walks off the field or he comes back in the huddle. He doesn't go ape shit out there. Uh, I I really like the the mentality of this guy. This guy seems well-solidified in his head, and he's coming from uh, Alabama. They know how to win there. This kid knows how to win. We could get the job done with this kid.
1: Well, and what you mentioned earlier in the show, he's 24 years old. 24 years old. And, I mean, once again, I don't want to beat up on Dez. He, he, he did well for us. But, you know, Dez never – I don't think he ever matured mentally. I, I don't know but that he, he – He possibly can play for another team that's looking for that type of well, I'm just team talking, player. Well, but I, I think the thing with him, Dez, and Dak – was Dez was there, and now Dak came in and being the quarterback, you're you're the field general. And Dez, they had a little, uh, I don't know, little measure in their tool thing. You know what I mean? Mine's right. bigger than yours. I've been here longer, right. and I'm not going to uh, deal with this. I'm not going to put up with this. Where well, Romo had kind of established himself before Dez got there. So Dez had a little respect for Romo, Romo knew how right, to handle it. Right, him, yeah, Where you got Dak a good was the new guy in. Got but a good uh, point. with Cooper, though, I, I I tell you, there's so much to be said about that. He. You know, came from you know, Alabama. He was a winner. He goes to Oakland, and I mean, you're you're, you're in a dying ship there. I mean, it's right. hard to get yourself motivated to go right. out and lose every freaking game. Right. He, he we give up a first round pick. I'm telling you, John, that means something, man. This team wants me. This team is going to work with me. This team is going to give up a first round draft pick for me. I'm going to give them what they want. Not only that,
0: but you know who else that sh- uh, shows assurance of is Dak because now Darn they're right. not they're not going to go after a first-round quarterback. They're, that's where the cream of the crop oh, quarterbacks yeah. are. So they're, they're, they're...
1: Takes the pressure t- off him.
0: Takes pressure off Man, me. You're bringing the confidence. offensive line coach yep. for me. You're bringing in the wideouts for wow. me. You you drafted another kid, Gallup, who's playing out of his mind. <laughs> you're, you're, you, your wideouts have been totally complemented by this Cooper kid. This Cooper has spread out the field again. Now you're seeing... Our new tight end. (laughs) No. Does he have three touchdowns? He's been playing outrageously (laughs) good. Uh, Jarvin or Jarwin? Yep. I mean, uh, this whole team is now galvanizing.
1: I love using that word, by the way. Galvanizing. I like that word. Well, uh, A word that I use a lot when I give speeches (laughs) to uh, uh, sports teams and just trying to motivate anybody together is the unity of the fist. The fist is strong, it's powerful It's here and it can do a lot of damage However, if you've got your thumb sticking out Yeah, you may be thumbs up cool But this thumb has now weakened the whole team Or weakened the whole fist Any If you finger, got your, though. Finger, finger hanging, your pinky hanging out And then of course one one finger's out Then they all start separating right. Now you got a team of individuals right. Playing for me as opposed to playing for we right. The team And a fist can, I mean that's powerful baby And that's what we've got here And you're right, uh, that feeling of Dak just being hey, these guys, you know. Uh, they're, they're showing a lot of commitment into me. They're not going to go out and get a first-round draft no. pick quarterback. They're showing commitment into me. They're bringing in the line coach to help protect me. They're bringing in the receiver to give me somebody to throw the ball to. Now, as much as we love Cole Beasley, you know, he is not a number one receiver. He's a and slot receiver. And I don't receiver. think he'll ever tell you he's that number no, one receiver. No, he did not. That responsibility was put on him. That's not his role. Right. So you're trying to put him in a, in a position that's not his role. Getting Amani Cooper. Do, I mean, just a little bitty things have brought the team to where we are right now. NFC East champs going into the playoffs, hosting, not going, but hosting Seattle. and yeah, we our don't house.
0: have to go to Seattle. I know, gosh, that's, we don't have to go to Seattle. That, that's, that's a big. tough place to win. Well, not it's it's like this too. How many times have you seen it, Rich? To where our offensive linemen have a hard time hearing. Have a hard time communicating. Uh, the the whole communication factor breaks down when your offensive line can't even get the right play down yeah. or the or right set to guard the sky or guard. Now you know what? All that cools down. Now you yeah. got, you got Smith out there that will will understand that I, I got <laughs> I got protection. I, I could do this. I could go inside. I could go outside. You're gonna see better schemes on the blocking now. It's not. It's a whole different ball game when you have a hard time hearing. Well, I mean, honestly.
1: Well, you take away one of your senses. Now you're stressed <laughs> even more, and you cannot play tense. You've got to play relaxed. I mean, you know that from being a player, and you hear it all the time. And anybody's ever played any sport at all, if you're tense. It, it's a, exactly. There's
0: no way you, you cannot you be tense, though.
1: You're well, going to be You're going to be tense, but you're not going to be as tense thinking because you, once you're planting that element of doubt in your mind, if I don't hear the snap count, oh, I can hardly hear, you're planting seeds of doubt. Right. And that seeds of doubt are going to make you tense up at the you, wrong time. You have to almost,
0: if you're the tackles, you're almost relying on – the guard to help you tell you what where oh, yeah. where to
1: go well, or they'll uh, slap you on the leg they, and all this you add a whole new element into right. what should be a simplistic thing now let them go through it done, those right. offensive guards for or those
0: offensive uh, linemen for the Seattle Seahawks they're 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 a little worse than we are all right I think now nah, let's put the ball on their end now nah, let's make them go through what the hell we've sure. been through a couple times we've been up there Yeah.
1: No, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. it. And it's those little bitty elements that add up to be so many, you know, the little bitty steps. You, know, you, you you get a false start because you're antsy. You're nervous. Now you're backed up five yards. Now you create even more seeds of self-doubt. It's all those little things that are often overlooked. Oh, it's just a false start. No big deal. It's five yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Write it off if you can move forward. But if you let that play over and over again. But like you said, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. We're hosting, baby.
0: We, uh as – Big, I think on the injury injury front here, uh, our guard uh, Xavier Zufalo, Zufalio or <laughs> That's whatever. A tough one to I mean, say, yeah. Uh, yeah, now we're moving Connor uh, into that spot. Now, I, 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 don't mind that. I don't mind that. I, like I said, I think a lot of the problems generate from not communicating as offensive linemen. But now you're playing at home. I don't think you'll have that fa- uh, a factor in this one. Uh, it, it will be a little loss here, but I think we recover on that. I don't see a, a lot of major injuries on our behalf. You got David Irvin. I, you know what? I don't think he's going to be around next year. I, I really don't. We've, we filled in those slots really well. Collins, all the guys, Crawford, these guys have really been – playing outstanding on that D-line and you don't even miss a guy like Irvin now. that We're going to save a couple bucks there. And uh, Terrence Williams, I don't know where to... He may be stranded on some island somewhere that I don't even know <laughs> where the hell he's at. But in, in any case, we, we've we got two guys before the season started where we were like, oh, we need these guys. We, need, we especially need Irvin because he's going to be... But I don't need those guys anymore. I, it's amazing that we used to rely on Sean Lee. If Sean Lee was not playing in that oh, game, we were screwed. We were, we were going to lose. Now we got uh, this wolf, half-wolf, half-man, uh, <laughs> Vanderdash.
1: Vander well, and, and, and think of I always wanted to talk about this as we're on the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Smith, think about this kid. Think about him. Everybody passed on him because he had that knee injury, that massive knee injury. The Cowboys held out because they saw something and they knew what. But he could again, be. though,
0: Rich, he was going to get picked in the second round. Oh, yeah. there were teams that were. I mean, no, second no, no round was the most we could go on this kid because they they were all planted in that this kid's back again. So we knew second round was we a lot of people. A lot of people said, "Wow, you you picked up a." Hurt player in the second round, but we felt that he was ready. And, and
1: oh gosh darn, at least two different times, I've, I've seen interviews with him after the game. Man, he's smiling. He's happy. He's energetic. He's extremely well-spoken. But what he says every single time is, the Cowboys took a chance on me. They took me in the first round. I am giving everything I got to them as a gratitude of thanks for not giving up on me. That means so much. You think about that. When somebody says to you, I believe in you. I trust in you. I know what you're capable of. That, that and Yes, they're professional athletes, but gosh darn it, we're all kids at heart. We all need to feel important. We all need to feel that people care about us, believe in us, and trust in us. And he he said that at least two different times I've heard in interviews.
0: Well, I heard Amari Cooper say the same thing. Thank you for coming after me. Exactly. Thank you for
1: giving up that first round. That,
0: that plays a role. You know how he a says, guy, I want to
1: be a cowboy how big I am in the psychological department. And psychology is so huge. It gets back to that human needs. You've got to feel wanted, loved, and important. And when you do, when you give that to somebody, and I think the Jones family does an extremely good job with that. Historically,
0: with uh, every Cowboy, they're still welcome back to that Dallas uh, stadium. Yeah,
1: and I don't know if if all teams do this or not. I, I don't know, but I do know this. Even in training camp, when there's a cut, Jerry Jones meets him and Jason Garrett with every single player. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, the, the 79th guy cut. They meet with them. And, and of course, the further down, the, I guess the further out, the shorter the interview, but they have the, 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 Home, homeness you know what i'm saying that you're you you came to fight for us it just wasn't right it just doesn't fit but to talk to them it's that personal connection and that goes so far and it, it's showing in jalen smith my gosh it's showing in Amari cooper and then back to dak you know and then of course we can't well, forget zeke <laughs> well let's back it up a little bit more too our
0: dbs our young dbs were getting abused a oh, couple years gosh, ago to Daniel. last year even in the beginning of this year but then all of a sudden they've gelled together, they're playing now they're even all uh, all pros and to me that's that's not criticizing that kid you picked up. The, you are you're nurturing this kid to know what the hell he can do. and these kids have come through and they' they're top they're top end uh, DBs now yep and uh you know, here I am, a fantasy owner. I got get get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them. I'll get someone. It's not like that. If you have a real team,
1: because well, yeah, the, 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 yeah, well, fantasy, it, it's exactly what that is. Fantasy, right? right? That doesn't deal with human emotions. We're once again, we're dealing with human beings, and everybody has emotions. You know, you, you, the, sort of the old uh, donkey with the whip or the carrot. <laughs> you
0: know right. what I mean? Yeah.
1: You just keep beating somebody, and, and John, you know, once again from being a player. When you goofed up and you made a mistake, maybe you jumped off sides or maybe you grabbed the face mask or or maybe you, you blew a pass coverage, no one felt worse than you did about that. No right. one. You right. don't need a coach calling you an idiot, a dumbass, and everything else. You already feel bad. Right. Help me learn to be better. Don't right. You don't need to beat me down.
0: And that's exactly how the staff and, I guess, uh, uh, stems all the way up to our GM, which is our Owner, okay. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Take it easy on the kid. I know he's gonna pay off for us. I know he's gonna pay off for it. The the, the moves the Jones have done, I have criticized. I thought we should have picked up uh, what's his name from Seattle. That DB that uh, snapped his uh, leg again. Oh yeah, he yeah. snapped his leg, and that would have been when we've traded for yep. him. No, you're right. So, oh, by the way, we don't have to face him this time. That was our two interceptions beginning of the year against <laughs> Seattle when we lost yeah. uh, twenty-three to
1: thirteen or some shit like that. That yeah, was a loss, and it wasn't good.
0: Yeah, but in, in any case, it was done by our guy that wanted to be a cowboy. Yep. Anyway, uh, what do you see in this game? What do you see? Um, what do you, uh? What's the breakdown that
1: you're seeing here? What what's that big big notion that you got in your head there? Well, number one. I'm excited, I, I am pumped up, little kid, giddy excited, and I think it's because you know halfway through the year I never ever give up on our boys, but I had my doubts. It, it, especially you know we were we had we're three and five, going to play the Saints. Oh man, yeah, this this could have easily been three and six, and then the the once you start down that slippery slope. But we whooped the Saints. We went on a five game tear, winning five in a row, man. And
0: by the way, let's stop on that whole Saints thing. We beat them thirteen to ten. But we were on their two-yard line with like a two, three minute, or one minute left in the game. We we could have scored another uh, one too. People are saying it was a thirteen ten game. It wasn't. It was a twenty to ten game. To be honest with you,
1: or at least it a, was a smart win, right? And general, I, I, all the other excitement. I'd forgot about that. And, and and think about that. Setting down instead of getting in and not giving the ball back to Drew Brees. That is a team-first mentality, not a me-first, a team-first. And that's what really catapulted the the team ahead. Because, yeah, I I think it was a run that Zeke could have ran the dang ball in. Right. And he shut it down. Right. And and I know a lot of people, what the heck, fantasy players? Gosh darn it. No, no, no. That's team. That's we over me. Because if I give the ball back to Drew Brees— you know, there's a good chance he's going to march the field. There's no
0: question about it. He's
1: a proven quarterback. Yep.
0: I mean, that's that's the modern day. But you LA. Don't give
1: the ball back to him.
0: No, no. <laughs> and I'll win thirteen to ten, but it could have been a twenty to ten.
1: Sure, of course. Um, but I, no, big picture, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I I just think that uh, I think it's going to be a tough game. Oh yeah. I I, th- I think that every kick for a field goal has got to go through now. I think uh, every point. That's uh, out there we have to take. Uh, I, I think that we have to capitalize in the red zone a couple times. I, I, I really think that it's going to come down to our special teams game. That's what, that's what I'm seeing here. I think both teams are even. Yeah. I, I I think uh, what you see out of Russell Wilson is what you probably get out of our quarterback too with Dak. Yeah. I really think it's going to be a game that's going to be, I'm looking at this one being a Thirty to twenty-four type of game, something like that. I really, honest to God, think that there's going to be that many points, but I think
1: it's going to be a one-score game that separates it. Sure. Well, it's going to come down to it. Uh, it, it I almost forgot to bring this up, it was something I wanted to talk about. Was once again referring to last week's game. What, what did you think of Jason Garrett going for two for the win instead of the one for the tie? Now, once again, it's a game that really had no meaning, but I think planting that seed, boys, I believe you can do it we're going to do this. Thing. Not
0: only that. Not only that though, when when we went for that two point, even if we don't make that two point, we won that game. Yep. That's the way I looked at it. Because I was com- I was very satisfied getting that touchdown. Oh. And, and the New York Giants if we don't get that two points, they would have said, you know what, they went for two points just to win the game. But it, this was a game that – they. there's no way a Giant fan went home that day. He, uh, with that – even if we didn't get that, they like would have won.
1: said we won the game. Yep. I, I really think that we won the game either way. Well, we didn't have to win that game. You know, and I'm thinking back on it. After the two-point conversion, we got a 15-yard uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Which gave the Giants off the kickoff? They had the ball in the cow. I'm sorry, in their own forty-eight with a forty-five. They didn't move that ball once with a minute. Uh, what was a minute twelve? Minute they did not left. move that ball once. No, they did not. You think about the defensive stand. All they had to do was get in field goal range. They did not 20 move twenty yards. Ball. And, and who the hell feels good about that? <laughs> I'll tell you who. The
0: giant kicker. Last game, last kick. Are you kidding me? If I don't make that, I don't have a job next
1: year. The hell with it. You guys go down. You guys take this one down to yourself. I don't. I don't but, want nothing to do with it. So all they needs twenty something yards with a minute and whatever and two timeouts. They did not move the ball. That defense says, not today. Not today. Our offense did what they did. And once again, it's a carrying that gosh darn momentum. I'm like goose bumpy and excited want to throw some right hooks here baby no don't throw them at me rich <laughs> don't throw them this way
0: I, I know what you could do with these the guy breaks uh cement blocks for love of god here folks i mean he's a he's like a fifth sixth seventh uh master black belt what
1: are you something like that yeah
0: yeah he, he's a head dragon there uh but uh yeah i'm so pumped up for tomorrow where are you going to watch the game at your house i was gonna watch it at my house are you going anywhere we haven't even talked about I, you know this. what i don't like watching with people so yeah. i, I I'm, I'm gonna stay home by myself downstairs. Uh, kids having their birthday upstairs. I'm not going up there. Uh, I'm gonna stay down there. I got I got a big 70 inch, whatever the hell that is. It it's more than that. I think it's uh, one of those pull down things. It's a big one. It's a, a big, big one. one. And uh, the players are in my living room. <laughs> or my man can where,
1: where they should be. Where yeah. They should be. Yeah, we'll text back and forth. But uh yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I've already blocked that off. It's like this is cowboy time. Uh we're watching this we're watching this win and and I'm pumped. More pumped than I can remember being in in quite some. Rich, time.
0: anything can happen. We win this game. Next game we we either got the uh, the what what do we got? The we're gonna have either you know, Chicago I, or or the Eagles or uh, Well, I didn't look ahead at that. I'm sorry. or are we playing the Rams? either i i mean it's gonna come down to us and the rams in the in the one nfc bracket against the and then when we win that we got to play new orleans in new orleans and you know what i i know what you're
1: thinking we beat them before we We beat beat them them before
0: and that's how they they got to think you know yeah and we beat them a couple years ago when they were 13 and 0 in new orleans Yep. So you know what, I, I, I think that fear factor, yeah, yeah, that fear factor is the same fear factor that we have with the Seattle Seahawks, that uh, th- this team is dangerous. And if we put that notion in their head, that kind of takes them out of that whole Mike Tyson entering the ring, already scared the shit out of people already, <laughs> they're going to get knocked down. They're they're already thinking about where I'm going to get knocked down so I, I could have water poured on
1: me. That's not the way it Good is. Point. That's not the way it is with us. You know, I just had a thought. Um, How much of this team now reminds you of the 92 team when not a whole lot was expected? Not a whole lot was expected. Right. But yet they had that confidence. They started winning games. And before you know it, they're in Super Bowl at 27, beating the hell out of the Buffalo Bills, 52 to – What? Because we – 3-5, Three and five, man. We cannot forget that point. Well, the year that we won the Super Bowl, I, I which one was it? The
0: second Super Bowl, or it had to be the second because Emmett uh, he didn't he held
1: out the first two games, and we lost those two. Yes, we he went zero and 0 and two,
0: and then we came back, and he came back, and we started winning again. What's your prediction on the game?
1: Oh, man, I've been going back and forth with this because somebody asked me this the other day. I'm going to stick with what I said. Or, or well, I didn't say earlier on the air, but what I said earlier to somebody uh, in the hall there. I'm going to go with, I'm going to say with your 30, I think we're good there, but I'm going to go 30 to 20, 30 to 20. we're going to beat them by 10. By 10 you got. Okay, so we're expecting a high scoring game. Yeah, I, I, I think the, uh, um, I think our defense is going to do extremely well, but you can only contain Russell Wilson so, so, so long, but I really think that uh, Zeke is going to break out, we're going to be able to utilize the pass and the run, we're going to throw to him on the Late fourth field. quarter, what do you
0: see, what, what do you see the separation? Is it going to be the Cooper? Is it going to be Zeke? Someone's going to break something open for something. Is it going to be Dak? What's going to happen?
1: I'm actually saying that uh, we're going to utilize all the weapons early. So I like this tight end guy, the safety valve. You know, he might be the next best thing uh, that we've had since Jason Witten. Yeah, this kid can play, man. I know. And and where did he come from once again? Nobody even heard of him.
0: Well, the, the, they were high on them, though, in the third, fourth round. They they went out and got a, uh, another. I thought, I'm saying throughout the whole year. Oh, no, be- I know. You're right. You're <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. Well, I tell you what, Rich, it's been great having you on.
1: Well, buddy, thank you so uh, very much. I get to I, see you every Friday when right. I come in to do my show, and I'm always grateful and thankful. What's your show at?
0: Uh, let, let our
1: people know uh, about uh, Thank you. It's a kick in Life. It's all about inspiration, motivation. When, not if, but when the world kicks your freaking butt, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate and inspire and kick your butt back up by planting positive seeds. And as Rocky says, Nothing hits harder than life. But it's not about how you can hit. It's about how you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's what our boys have shown this year, because they've been knocked to the deck. They're back up and they're taking this thing to the house.
0: Well, I couldn't I couldn't have said anything better than that. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Thank hey you, cowboy probably. fans, tomorrow night let's all uh Let's all uh, cross our fingers, get this job done, and let's uh, let's celebrate one more week of this, and let's
1: keep this uh, train moving. Bring that positive energy, folks. Nothing negative, none, no what-ifs. Let's bring it, let's bring it, let's bring it. Let's bring all that energy to Cowboy uh, Stadium here, the Cowboy Nation. We can do it, folks. Yeah. None of that, no more of that negative crap either.
0: No one wants to see anyone fired. We want to keep this train moving from uh, Rich, John O'Hare, we're out of here. Tomorrow, let's let's bring home a big win. Yeah, baby. Go all Cowboys! Right, go Cowboys! Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at CowboysPodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Hotbean, and all major podcast outlets.